Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the lucky 13th floor of a commercial high rise in beautiful Beverly Hills, adjacent California. From the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of the world-famous Hollywood sign, this is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, making a return appearance, one of my all-time favorite Tully Show guests coming to us this time straight out of Beirut. Hello (laughs) and welcome back, comedian Jesse May Peluso. What? It sounds like I'm from Beirut. (laughs) Also, that's so impressive. Do you do that like intro every time? Like that, like I know you have your your recorded version, but then like it's I feel like I'm on the Tonight Show. <laughs> oh, that's I can't say there was any intention when I put it together, but I guess that's sort of what I was. Yeah, I like it's a good way to get into it. It feels good, doesn't it? Did you appreciate my air guitar? I, I liked your air drumming. Yeah, I actually I I kind of know how to play drums. I don't want to brag. I don't want to like get you intimidated. Okay, but I know how to play drums. How did you come to acquire that skill? I just, it's just a natural thing. You probably wouldn't understand. So, <laughs> are you saying that you sort of know drums because you have played drums before, or are you just sort of assuming? I ha- <laughs> <laughs> It's a total assumption. <laughs> I, I mean, a when drum you got set. it, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot like everything else in my life. I just assume I'm good at everything. Uh, no, I had a drum set in my bedroom for a hot minute. In your bedroom? Yeah, in my bedroom. Like, of all places, it's a terrible place to have a drum set. Kid on the stuff. second floor. Kid stuff or out here? Kid stuff? Like when you were a, a young person Oh, yeah. I see what home? you're saying. Yeah, when I was 18. Mm. A young person. That's almost 20 years ago. Welcome to it. Fuck. Yeah, man. Where did well, it go? The train keeps it rolling. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. And, like, it's just that sort of thing. Like, and I, I think about this. I wish I had the, the knowledge and quick wit that I have now when I was 18. But then maybe not, because I wouldn't be here. I think that's a lot of comedians in general. The French have a phrase for that. When you think of the thing when you leave the room that you're like, oh, I should have fucking said blah, blah, blah. Comedy is great for that yeah, because you can come up with it later and then you can pretend that it's spontaneous on stage 7,000 times That's true. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I have an electric guitar. I'm just just going to tell you all my skills. Slide whistles, let me know. I had a I had a drum kit as well when I was in my teens and I actually thought that it was like a it was a good it's a good time in your life to just go in your room and fucking rock out yeah. physically. Yeah, because your hormones are like yeah. just inside going crazy. There's pure chaos mm-hmm. in the developmental stages. Especially for guys, because you guys are like you're still developing. Currently? Yeah. I think I'm in, in front of my eyes. I think this is as good as it gets, unfortunately. <laughs> We're both screwed. So what, why'd you go to Beirut? <laughs> I was in Beirut uh, in mid-July, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah, I've been at so many places. I just got back to LA. I was gone for like two months, but Beirut was where'd you, special. Where'd you go all over? I was in Kansas, and I went to Syracuse. Uh, I drove cross-country from LA to Syracuse. Have you driven cross-country before? Second time. So good, isn't it? It's, it's the most liberating, special, uh, self-discovery experience I've ever had. You're like Britney Spears in Crossroads, only it's real. <laughs> I might shave my head next week. I'm that close. Did you do it solo or with people? Because that's a big difference. Well, in between, I had three dogs with me. My three dogs. Oh, that's probably a good compromise. It is. It's also a story about how I'm going to die alone. <laughs> you seem like a person who would talk to dogs. I do talk to dogs. I talk to plants. Yeah, you seem like a person who would talk to... <laughs> what is that? 
a lot of things Holly? that don't talk. What what else does that person do besides talk to plants? Do they have pet squirrels? Because I had one of those. Was this before or after the drum kit? This is after. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little old to have a squirrel. <laughs> Can that be the time? <laughs> You're a little old to have a squirrel. <laughs> What? I, I assume mean, you're going to do a special at some point. Feel free to use that. I mean, honestly, the squirrel found me. I didn't tell you this last time I was here. I am crying may, may, right now. Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't really. Isn't that crazy? We had this long, in-depth conversation about a lot of shit. Neither of us can recall. I remember that there was there was sushi at the strip bar. Oh, yeah. that was. You know, it's funny, because uh, I, I worked at a strip bar for like a day and a half. I uh, I just, you're talking about Beirut and where I was. Uh, I also just hosted the Stripper Exotic Dancer Awards mm-hmm. in Vegas mm-hmm. two weeks ago. So not the porn awards, obviously. No, not the AVNs. So how does one distinguish oneself as like a national caliber top five? Yeah, because these are like, this one woman, let me tell you how they distinguish themselves. The opening act was this woman who I think was older than I was, came out in a bedazzled Predator ensemble, full mask. Are you saying it was like the Predator, or was that exactly what she was going for? She, she came out looking like the Predator who teamed up with Cher and did a show in Vegas. The the, the helmet was bedazzled. It looked like the, Lux, the top of the Luxor. It was so shiny. I'm already chubbing up. <laughs> She had like that predator staff weapon. I don't know what you call that. I, I feel like you know the term. I don't. I you know I saw the predator for the first time like uh, four years ago. So you're not a, you're not that type of nerd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Listen, if I'm too old to have a squirrel, I'm gonna make some judgments about yeah. you. No, I'm not that kind of I'm not that kind of nerd. You know, I realized this morning. I'm gonna start taking notes because we've already like dropped like seven different threads in this minute long conversation. <laughs> I've never seen a movie with Denzel Washington. Are you out of your mind? I'm thirsty. Who's thirsty? I want a beer. You've never seen Training Day? Is that in Predator? <laughs> That's racist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, Training Day. Yes, I'm familiar with all these people. I've even heard of Do that. Do you movie. not like Denzel? Do you know you would think that, given that I've never seen one of his movies? No, I would actually say I'm favorably disposed towards Denzel Washington. I I, I don't have a strong feeling about him one way or another because I've never seen any of his movies. But like everyone says he's great and I don't have any reason to doubt wow. them. I just think on a case-by-case basis, every single one has ever come out. And I've been like doing other stuff. So, okay. So I've never seen a movie with, let's see what my equivalent would be. I can't say that because I go to all the movies. So what's a movie, what's a franchise or like a film that has a couple, an actor who's done a couple films, who who would it be? Oh, somebody I've seen in more yeah, than one Yeah, like who's thing? like one of your actors that you were like, oh, if that person's in it, I'm going to go see it. Oh, this is real embarrassing. I don't exactly, ha- I, I was that way with Matt Damon for a minute that I felt like if it was just some Hollywood whatever kind of yeah. thing that he was like the cherry on top that I felt like, I'm probably going to like this because I like him. Until we bought a zoo and then you left. <laughs> I forgot that one was not good either. Yeah, that I felt. You know, it's funny because I would have said the exact same thing about Cameron Crowe as Matt Damon going into that, and yeah. that, that exploded the myth of both of them. Oof! That really just no. You got to look behind the curtain on that one. Yeah. Uh, um. God, it, what is his name? Jonathan, the Rushmore guy. The kid from Rushmore. Oh, Schwartzman. Yeah, Jason, Why is that? Jason is that, Schwartzman. Are you embarrassed by that? Yeah, I am because it's just basically saying I like Rushmore so much. He is sort of like a one-man genre. Everything yeah, that he's, he's in, great. he's great. He's but everything great. he's in is a little Rushmore-y. Yeah. And if he's like, I've watched some horrible, horrible movies just because he was involved. Because I know if he's in, it's going to have at least a little bit of the sensibility that I really respond yeah. to. You know, so him and Bill Murray kind of in the same way for the same reason. I just saw a weird drug indie with him in it and Mina Swa- Mina Sarvi. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> what? Just back from Beirut. <laughs> Shawarma is my safe word. Mina Servina. Uh, no, uh, the cute. I can't think of her name. There's a Miras. Oh, that's fine. Miras. No, no, no. Okay, not there's Mira. a Miras Sorvino, yeah. but you're thinking of Mina Suvari. Yes. Yeah. Mina Suvari's in it. John Leguizamo and Brittany Murphy. I got a problem with Leguizamo. You have a problem with Leguizamo? Have yeah. you seen his one man shows in New York City? That's why I got a problem with him. Why? I didn't see him live. I think he's cocky. You know, but what's wrong with cocky? What's wrong with confidence? Why do I have well, any strong feelings about anybody one way or another that I've, n- I've n- know nothing about? I just figured out why you don't like Denzel. Why? He's cocky. 
Maybe, maybe he's got a little bit of cockiness to him. I think I like some cocky actors. I just think some people are like, I feel like they've like earned it more than other. I felt like Leguizamo from the time he showed up. This is based on nothing, mind you. Okay, felt like he was entitled to like be this big superstar. Yeah, because he had this credibility and this charisma and stuff like that. And I wouldn't have been bummed if he'd gotten it. But I think it's kind of funny that he didn't. And I don't know why. By the way, he was pretty good in uh, Waco. So it's not like Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. That's so weird. That's kind of on my list. Wesley Snipes. And uh, Patrick Swayze. I mean, men that were drag queens pretty much. Mm -hmm. And just that movie was like revolutionary. And John Leguizamo, I get what you're saying. But John Leguizamo was under the radar for a long time. And that dude was doing, like, multiple characters for a long-ass time. Mm-hmm. And just to, like... Mm-hmm. I also, I did speech and debate yeah. in New York. Uh-huh. And a lot of kids who wanted to not be the, like, dorky ones, yeah. who wanted to be a little bit edgier, would take shit that he had done in his one-man right. shows, like Mambo Mouth and stuff yeah. like that. And maybe this is what it really comes down to, not so much him. Because the more I think about it, I don't really have a problem with him. I loved him in Super Mario Brothers. but um, I never saw that. That's... No, neither did I. I've tried sitting through it a couple times. <laughs> But uh, is that I saw kids doing bad imitations of him. Right. And so that ruined it a little yeah. bit for you. Yeah. But back to Denzel. Okay. I would and then highly, back to Predator Lady. And then back to, back to Predator <laughs> Lady. Yeah. I would highly recommend getting into some Denzel Yeah. Movies. Where do I start? Don't start with Fences. Not saying it's a bad movie. That's the one with Viola Davis. Davis. Yeah. It's very, you know. It's, See, it's, I read reviews of things. It's amazing. It's based on a play, I believe, and it's a little verbose. Mm. So it might be a little. I like words. Words are good. Maybe you should start with Fences because... No, that's not the best Denzel okay. movie. Do Training Day. That really is the one, With huh? Ethan Hawke. It's just... It, you're, it opens your eyes to the possibility of the other side of, of the police force and what goes on. And then it opens your eyes to just amazing acting and, and Denzel, what he's best at. But I will say, you have to see Equalizer. And Equalizer 2. Amazing. It's like a new superhero movie where the guy isn't necessarily a superhero. These are Denzel Washington. These are Denzel movies. Washington movies. They just came out with Equalizer two. It's still in the theater. Currently, currently in the theater, the action sequences are unparalleled. I have yet to see a movie besides like maybe uh, Grindhouse with um, uh, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. They teamed up and they did an old school back to back double feature with Planet Earth and Death Death Proof. Yeah, Death Proof. In that movie, he did live action, real. Um, special effects. So the car crashes were real car crashes. So he yeah. can only do it once and he had like eight cameras on it to capture every angle in case, you know, some shit went wrong. That action sequence was close to what Equalizer That's so great because I, I watch a lot. Me and my wife take a, just like live in the 80s and in a, not in the way that you would like think. Like we don't wear like warmers. Like AIDS and drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really into IZODs and uh, bug chasing and- <laughs> Um, but, uh, the special effects, real stuff ages well and fake stuff ages poorly. It does. And all of those explosions. That's one of the things that I think was underrated about the Expendables was that they were doing real explosions again. Yeah. And everything that looks good special effects now looks kind of silly seven years later. And an explosion, a real explosion is an explosion is an explosion. So I totally get that. Yeah. You know the one movie, it's not necessarily action, but it has held up, is Jurassic Park. I would have told you I'd never seen that until... <sighs> Jesus, Tully. What are you doing on your free time? Not watching movies. I do watch movies. I gotta get a... Yeah. I... What if, what's the last movie you went to so I can get some sort of litmus test? Oh, in this theater? It's been like the last 15 movies like I've been Frozen? to. Frozen? I've been children's movies. No, 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 no. I just had a little girl, so we're going to see if we can tiptoe around. Let it go. <laughs> But so far, it's just been little boy movies, which are okay. I hadn't seen Jurassic Park until my son is like absolutely positively obsessed. Jurassic World, Backpack, Thermos, yes. et cetera, et cetera. But I still don't think I've seen it all the way through. I've just seen wow. it in pieces. Oh, that movie was special. You know what's ironic about that movie is I went to the original with my dad, his first wife. We were all very close. Her two daughters, my half-sisters, and, and my other sister. So all of us are watching the movie, and there's one scene that freaked... Joan was sitting next to me. It was my dad's first wife. Freaked her out so much uh, while she was holding this big, enormous bag of bulk Whoppers. I don't know who the fuck gets bulk Whoppers. I didn't know they sold Whoppers in bulk. Not burgers, the candy. Oh. <laughs> 
bag of like hard whoppers and the scene scared her so bad she like freaked out and the whoppers just went flying everywhere cut to me watching the latest jurassic world uh one that just came out jurassic world fallen kingdom thank you mm. i'm there and i've got a bag of fries and like a box of pizza <laughs> This scene scares the fuck out of me. Wait, in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Just like the I'll shock. Watch, I'll watch that movie with a six-year-old who probably needs a psychiatrist because of how scared of shit he is. <laughs> no, it's just like one of those cheap sound, you know, like oh, those, just the, you know, the, the, the jump scare. A, a jump scare. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But it, it, I mean, I got a six-year-old that sleeps with <laughs> heat lamps on. <laughs> it literally made me jump scare and my fries and ketchup went all over the chick next to me. And I just kind of waited to see if she noticed because it was so loud and like so much was going on. And then she just kind of like shook the fries off. She's like, it's okay. I'm like, all right. And then I look ketchup all down her sleeve and she didn't know. So I just kind of sat there. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, maybe she won't notice. I'll, I'll say sorry at the end. And then like the end, the lights came up and it just like looked like I got my period all over her arm. I felt so bad. I was like, sorry. It was scary. I was alone. Just there alone, shaking my ketchup and fries all over this poor chick. Did you, did you offer to do anything for her? Yeah, I, I ate her out. <laughs> <laughs> also, one of the terms, one of my least favorite terms. It's really gross. It's just, it's just so gross. I know. Speaking of eating out, mm-hmm. I made a very clear request last time. Do you know what it was? Do you remember that part? I'm sorry, I didn't eat you out. <laughs> Tully. Yeah, you wanted Stamos to eat you out. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't. I haven't seen him since. I think he got the. I think got his. I think his advanced team is supposed to keep him <laughs> one step ahead of you. He's got better. So, she's so, getting closer. God damn it! Special security. Then she's Trump. got the Greek special forces. <laughs> I want his Greek special forces. Yeah, I haven't seen him. I I really will let you know when and if you better. He comes. Yeah. When he comes. Just let me know when he comes. I feel he like was you doing have Beach that, Boy stuff. Schedule. And I don't think we're doing Beach Boy stuff anymore. He's also so. a dad. He's a dad. New dad. There's tons of us out there. There's so many of you. This is a particularly fertile time for the human race, it seems. Is it? Yeah. A lot of people have babies. We had our, like we knew like three other people who were due within a week of us. Damn. Yeah, I don't know Y'all what was going on. Y'all just procreating? Y'all don't see what's going on out there? Last you just November. keep making babies? <sighs> Do you know what? It's really getting tough. It really is getting tough. I find myself telling myself that... Things are, because everybody, every generation thinks that the world's about to end. They've been saying that since recorded, you know, recorded times. But boy, does it seem likely nowadays. And Whew. I actually find myself telling myself, well, I think this world can, you know, hold the ceiling up over its head for my kid's lifetime. But I don't think they should have children. <laughs> That's like the best I can lie to myself. And you know what? I bet every generation has also thought and said that. Yeah. You know? It's just so weird sometimes because it really does seem like there's something real bad brewing from like 10 different angles. Politically and and environmentally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Societal. And and there's something, There's I don't want to talk about politics, but there's a weird flu that's going on. I mean, it's not just America. You name the country, there's some guy Who's like? I mean, literally in Mexico, he's got a fucking like make Mexico great again baseball cap on, and you're like, "Hey, motherfucker, gonna come down here, gonna fucking tell me," you know? And it's like, oh, that's my Mexican accent. That's really good. <laughs> it's like a Tex-Mex like accent. Every <laughs> single country has one of these people popping yeah. up who's just like a shit stir, you know? Um, and 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 then you start to lose yourself in that and go, "This is very very bad." And then I drive around L.A. and I've never seen so much construction happen in one place. Um, So in the present, I mean, good times are here to stay. Yeah, they really are. And like, you know, the whole make America great again. Every president has said that Trump just made it popular. Well, every single president has mm-hmm. said it. I mean, you can go on YouTube and see them saying like, you know, it, all the way back to JFK and, and yeah. a bunch of other presidents whose names I can't name because that's the only one I know. He was president. I'll give you that. Well, but I think can you it, imagine like it tends to come down the the conservative thing tends to be reactionary, and it's funny because in a lot of ways, like me watching nothing but eighties movies, I am really reactionary. Which is yeah. like progressives fundamentally, I think, think that we are on our way to greatness, and <laughs> conservatives fundamentally believe that we had greatness and if we and, and we're in danger of losing it we need to protect it at all costs yeah and that's kind of what it comes down to right so i think that 
I don't. Did Obama really say great again? I feel like his thing was always like, "Oh, come on, civil rights, we're just about over the hump." I'm pretty sure there is video of Obama saying, "Make a make America great again." I know there's. Don't video. quote me, but I'm pretty sure. I know there's uh, George W. Bush. And senior that. and junior. Yeah, well, the, the Republicans, I would assume, Republicans definitely. are all going to do that. Um, but JFK was not Republican. Nope. And he said it. Yeah, I know Obama said Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, no, and everybody pretends that he didn't. Yeah. That he refused to say Merry Christmas. Yeah. That, you know, that we he was We just get so stuck on words and, like, it, we get stuck on the easiest thing to be pissed about because it means we have to do less. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I guess like, so. It's hard for me to it's hard for me to really think about because I'm the guy who like on the playground when people start like okay like uh, even even in the present day when I play basketball at the gym yeah like I don't know why we can't put our heads together and just hire a guy like and <laughs> pay him eight bucks an hour to be the full time ref there because you cannot play a game at LA Fitness without people stopping in the middle and getting into an argument over yep. what's not even just like was that a foul or not but like what's the score yep it happens every single time and. I am really happy to participate in conversations where you disagree and you disagree and let's try to figure out common ground. Let's try to understand what everybody's saying, understand each other, fix this. Yeah. But when it gets to just everybody's yelling at each other, ever since I was a little kid, I'm like, I'll take my ball and go home. I'm the same kind way. of guy. Yeah. It, I'm like, it, I don't it, want any part of this. Viscerally. Yeah. Like, I got to get the fuck out of here. My butthole puckers. And now, right. Exactly. And now it's like 150 million on 150 million. And it I really is fucking, like that, and I can't, and you can't shut it out. Yeah, and you, you know? do kind of need a point person. I mean, you just look theoretically at- that would be the, that would be the president. <laughs> it would, but but it's not just him. It's not like we've ever. I would. I just don't understand. Like, is there like is it really so crazy just to say the Rock run for president and just be like, hey guys, a well, lot more we have in common yeah. than we don't have in common. We're fucking. We're gonna fucking figure it out. Yeah. Do you want to keep listening to Dickhole <laughs> telling you that everybody's lying, or do you want to? Or do you want to fucking figure it out here? Like, how does that not win? I know. And you know, the silver lining. I'm sorry. Without us getting too political, because yeah. we won't get too political. We're going we've back been to talking Beirut about in a it. Second. Yeah, we're gonna go back to titties in Beirut. <laughs> um, Trump is Trump is the silver lining for our culture. And our society and our and our uh, future endeavors, because essentially when you look at like psychology and what it takes to become the butterfly, per se, like you're in your cocoon, you're doing shitty. You have to have a breakdown in order to have a breakthrough. Trump is our breakdown and it's up to society and people with the power of choice to create the breakthrough. You know, Trump is just reflection of a a large percentage of people's sentimentalities and yeah. mentalities in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's just oh. I, he's just a reflection of people. It's true and it's a bummer that everybody all the established republican, excuse me, politicians and democrats <clears throat> can't wake up and just be like, "Wow, people are feel so disenfranchised yeah. and so bummed and so left out that they like this piece of shit. Yep. Like this is their choice. Was that Stamos that just went by in the fucking hallway? I don't hallway? believe it was. Because last time I was here, he went by in the hallway and you didn't tell me because you knew I would you, ovulate. No, I, I would have let you hunt him down if I'd known. <laughs> no, I think that hunt was him one down of the, like a raptor. One of the handsome men from the Cavino and Rich it looked show. like. You no, know, they're handsome. Stamos they're, they're, in my peripheral. They're good looking guys. Okay. But you would think that both. Both sides would have been like, wow, we got to change our story a little bit yeah. here because it, it, because people hate our shit so much that they're cool with right. with, with this. And I don't see either side. It's like, no, it, it's like if you if if uh, Mitch McConnell and I don't know, Nancy Pelosi, I was just going to say Nancy Pelosi, yeah, woke up tomorrow and realized that the whole thing had bad, been a bad a dream. They would not be Ebenezer Scrooge, who's no. like, oh, my God, I've got a second chance to fix this. They would fucking plow ahead like it had never happened yeah. until it fucking happened again. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the cyclical cycle of society. And here's another thing. We won't get too political. Back to Taint in Lebanon real quick. Um, don't you think, and this is just somebody, I'm not a political scientist. I didn't study politics. I know oh, you're very yourself short. minimal. Don't you think we should eradicate the parties? Don't you think we People one of our seem to love them? But that's the problem. I know it's it's it's. But even if you did, aren't they just gonna? Isn't it just gonna take another form? It probably would. You're right. It probably Supposedly would. there might even be like a genetic. And I don't buy this, but just for the sake of conversation, like some people argue there is a genetic component to like some 
people just have that conservative yeah. bent and some people really don't. And it, it is a little bit of a men are from Mars kind of thing. Talking to each other, yeah. it's like we don't even... And minorities are from liberalism. <laughs> we don't even speak the same language. Yeah, it, you're you know? right. You're right. Okay, so, so titties. So... so, so <laughs> Okay, so you went to you saw the Predator dance in Vegas. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. I hosted. It was called the Exotic Dancers Award Show in Vegas. It's held annual. It was like thirty five years that they've been doing this, or the thirty fifth one. I don't know if they do it every year, if they do a couple a year, but it's it was like their thirty fifth one. Is there that much left to do in the genre? Yeah. Okay. Especially because the genres evolved since porn and pornography has come out of the woodwork. Like you think about pre porn. Strip clubs were killing it. Like the late 80s, early 90s, that was a place to go for perverts. And not all dudes that go to strip clubs are perverts, but I'm saying like that's where guys The regulars went. are. Yeah, the regulars are for sure. The guys that are in there like, hey, what's up, Dynasty? I'm here. Yeah, well, like my dad, 12 o'clock. My dad used to own a bar and he said, you know, the guy who comes in and has a drink and tells you what you should be doing with your bar and then, you know, leaves us $5 and walks away. Fuck that guy. I need the guy who falls <laughs> off his stool and then we put him. My dad yeah. is like, was the head of the interfaith council <laughs> in my town, but he's also a realistic man. Yeah, he's also a businessman. Yeah, and this was like a, this was like a blue collar town. Yeah. He's like, I need the guy who he's like, the, he's like, you the, need the drunk. He's like, the drunk pays our Bills. Yeah, absolutely. Make no mistake. Fucking a. Every, that shirt on your back. Yeah, drunks. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the same thing the with perverts. Strip clubs. Yeah. Right. So porno kind of happened, and and strip clubs had to evolve, and strippers had to evolve. You know, and in in my mind, I was asking questions like I did when I told you I worked for two days at the strip club. I was asking the bouncer questions when I went to this award show. I was asking the producers questions like strippers must be killing it. Like they must make so much money. And one of the the strip club DJ was like, yeah, they make so much money and it's gone the next day. Because mm-hmm. these girls are just, they're just regular chicks. They're chicks. They're regular chicks that most of them don't have a really good relationship with one or both of their parents, most likely their father. That stereotype is true. And they're not taught to hang on to money. It's just a lifestyle. Yeah. They're drinking, they're partying. The DJ was like, yeah, most of the times they give the money to their boyfriends and dudes who come into the club. I was like, what? You've got this pussy and this body and this flexibility, and you're going to just let the money go out the doubt? But that's funny because that was not your experience the last when time. When I that, stripped. Right. <laughs> When you were in that environment, I was going to say is that you you felt like there were like uh like married I say remember this bit there were married, married women with yep. like kids and stuff yeah who there were was a couple of those socking it away for a rainy day or yep. something like that so there are those ex- you yeah. know people. you don't have to be a stripper to be like that I think people who are in service there's plenty of waiters who go yeah. out and drink the money that they made that yeah that day. it's not just a strip club thing but I was in shock I just thought that those girls would be a little bit more lucrative if, especially if you have the idea in your mind and you go through with it to use your body and movement to make money mm-hmm. to just let it go i don't know I, in my mind i would i guess if i got into it i would have like a fucking enterprise by now but a lot of the girls also get into porn which i didn't know there's a crossover there and they had to because the porn industry came up and took a lot of their business so to subsidize and and to like you know make their money on the side they had to do some pornography see i thought it was the other way around right. where- that happens too because it's exactly the same as the music industry. Yep. You used to make the album or yep. the porn scene and make your money from it. Now it gets pirated instantly. Mm-hmm. So you got a tour. Yep. And that's what. And those girls do. are called features and they go out. Yeah. And and that's got to be really hard to compete with if you're just dynasty down by the airport. Yeah. Here's that girl that this guy's been jerking off to for five years and yep. now she's there. Fuck off. That's crazy. And so these girls, like, there's a few of them that make some pretty good money because they tour. They got their webcam business. Some of them are selling, like, you know, I don't know, molds of their pussy. I might just sell one of mine just to see what I make. Would you do that? Why not? Maybe my butthole. Maybe not my pussy hole. Yeah, save that for... You gotta, <laughs> save something for your second Yeah, act. save something for myself. <laughs> see, I don't really even know anymore because I have all these arguments about, you know, that, that I guess we're just... I mean... I don't want to say prejudices, but like received wisdom. And I don't really, I've talked about on the other show that I'm on, like if you knew that your kid's like grammar school teacher used to be a porn star, would that be problematic? And I'm just like, I just think you, I don't think that person should be stoned. I'll be friends with that person. That person's totally cool. But like, man, I don't know. For some reason, I'm still going to draw the line there. I think it's also a result of what our society, how our society has raised us. Yeah. You know, well, that's, we're, we're that's what I'm saying is prude. maybe I'm just wrong, you know? You're not wrong. <clears throat> I don't think there's wrong or right, but you're just affected by 
how you were raised. We're, we're all raised in a sexually prude society. I would feel like if if I found out that all of a sudden you were making some extra cash selling molds of your vagina, I would just be like, ah, oh, come on, Jesse May, you're better than that. Well, before you get ahead of yourself, I would like to give the website away just to where you can get the mold of my pussy. <laughs> yeah. It's www.elgato.org. It's a non-profit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it, but then, okay, let's take it one step further. Not to go back into politics, but if you knew what all these politicians were doing, and we do know a lot, mm-hmm. you'd be like, WTF, this motherfucker's running the country. He's running this, you know, this senator over here, this senator over here. What they do in their extracurricular activities, that shit is bogus. It's hypocritical. It's it's self-indulgent for a majority of those politicians. Okay. See, let's think about that. Because I don't have an issue with, if, 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 if we can dabble political for a second again, if the worst <laughs> they can get on Trump is that he had some affairs and he used whatever money to pay him off. Right. I don't think that disqualifies you from being president. Unfortunately, if you limit the pool of... Um, high-powered jobs to people who are saints, you're going to really reduce your talent pool significantly, and I'm not sure the world can really afford that. Yeah. If he was had sold molds of his penis, <laughs> I would consider that in and of itself a deal breaker. Yeah, it would be. That's where the line is for you. Yeah. yeah but is don't that you wrong? Think, no, it's not wrong, but I think it's interesting be. because the leader of the free world, his policies and, and ideologies will trickle down. And they do trickle down, and it's it, there's a reflection. So you think that he is supposed on. to be a, a, a human model? No, what for... I'm saying is his ideas are going to trickle down. So to be, would you say selectively prejudiced, not judgmental? It was an interesting uh, uh, synonym for for not saying judgmental, but to be, uh, you know, judgmental of a. I slept like three hours last night. <laughs> I don't know what I said. You breastfed for all night long. Basically, like you can't judge a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And not judge the president because they're they're instinct instinctively what's that word intrinsically intrinsically linked. How is a school teacher intrinsically linked to the president? Because his policies are going to affect how she's working and how she's getting paid and what the value of her job is. And so yeah, you know, there's just a there's a connection there. I think. But I want to you know, and I was saying before, like about JFK, that dude was an adulterer. He had like orgies at his house. Oh, absolutely. And if we if he had social media during the time where he was president, people would be like, Whoa. Well and how many blowjobs you get in a day? Are you taking care of the country or your dick? Like we basically kind of respect France as a nation. Sure we have our jokes and stuff, but they're like allies to, to most of our presidents. Yeah. <laughs> presidents they've been considered an ally. And my dad always told me, and I, I have no reason to doubt him, that like when one of their prime ministers died. His fucking wife was at the funeral, and so was his mistress. I, I often think about that with wow. this Trump stuff. That there's so many nations are like, you guys are really gonna get hung up on your president. Fuck some chicks on the side. Yeah, Grow we should. We shouldn't get hung up on that. But when there's an accumulation of other shit, well, there's it's other indicative shit. of personality disorder. <laughs> like when there's a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, I think there's an issue. You know, but well, there might be some other shit that's worth looking yeah. into as well. But that but, in and of itself doesn't bother me. And of course, the other thing with him is everybody knew who they were signing up for. There, nobody's yeah. surprised by that. Yeah, element, that's true. And know? it's interesting to think like if your school teacher we found like out that she was in pornography. I, you know, I'd ha- I would probably be a little trepidatious as well. Like I worked at H and M in downtown crossing in Boston. And we had our store manager, you know, she ran the whole store. She was the boss. She was the point guard for the whole shop. And she was there for years. And then someone found photos of her online where she had done this like very aggressively, uh, scatological photo shoot. Basically. Scatological. Yeah. Poop. Not just poop, but like, you know, vulgar photo shoot. Oh, it wasn't a tasteful poop shoot? It wasn't like, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like a fecal shoot, um, but there was butthole involved. Mm-hmm. And they printed out the photos and showed them to all the workers. And it totally changed. Her, me respecting her and listening to her word went away. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not going to put these clothes back. I seen your butthole. You know, and that's the thing is, I, I completely agree with you, and I think it undermines your authority when everybody does. Has seen it undermines your, your yeah, if your, your butthole. butthole. But uh, but is that but is that right? Is that wrong? I don't know. That I treat that I felt that way. 
I would feel the same way, but I wonder if there is any actual leg to stand on for that. There might be some, again, I am so sleep deprived. There might be a big reason for this that everybody's going to tweet me and be like, dude, it's because of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, duh. Like, let I us might know. Having, Please let us know why it's wrong having a 10 minute conversation right. where we're missing the elephant in the room. Yeah, but you know, man, we just have so many restrictions on our. I, restrictions are necessary. Restrictions are necessary. I also got lax sleep last night. We need restrictions because we're animals. But the same breath, it's like, I don't know. We're just the hypocrisy level kind of gets elevated when you start being, you know, being like this sh- shouldn't be here and that shouldn't be there and this and that and this. Especially when you know when you say that and then you don't recycle. Like there's inconsistencies. You know how can you judge someone for fucking on the side, but you're adding to you're not taking care of your carbon footprint. Like I feel like you got to have a lot of nobody's, boxes checked. Nobody's taking care of their carbon footprint. That the recycling thing, man, it's just we're it, fucked. I put my my foot down. At, I have a Nespresso coffee maker, mm. and they give you this weird guilt about can we give you this big sealable mailer bag that you can put because Nespresso is like little pod yep. things, you know. That oh, we, I you, know them. You can put them in, and then we'll mail them somewhere and we'll recycle them. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. And they're like, you're just good. Is, are they offering any incentive? No. I mean, well, come on. No, well, they're saving saving the planet is the incentive. First of all, <laughs> I feel like when you add it all up, my, my primary objection is I have a feeling once I give you the plastic bag and then you mail it somewhere, you're putting it on a plane somewhere. I yeah. think we're all patting ourselves on the back, but probably at best this is a neutral act if not right. a self-defeating one right but i just find that people are like the plastic bag thing is hilarious to me i'm not saying we should use plastic bags or have plastic bags but if you were to make like a pie chart of what your plastic bag <laughs> use contributed to your carbon footprint it wouldn't even be a fucking pink sliver you know what i mean well, like i i don't know like people don't even think about like when you buy clothes Clothes are are shitty for the environment. They Everybody, are like the production of them is yeah, really shitty. Everybody has more clothes you know, than they need and comp- constantly buys more. Flying, you fl- know, flying how, is very everybody bad. Everybody has a bigger house than they than they need. You know, I don't I don't give a fuck about your car. Your car is not like a neutral thing. You've probably just outsourced instead of like burning the shit. Yeah. As you're driving around, some awful shit happened to make the battery, so you don't have to yeah, burn. Yeah, it is. It, we're, it is just. It's a vicious cycle. I see what you're saying, and I think that and this is where I'm a little sympathetic to. If you want to go as far on the right as just being like, no, it's not happening, you know, whatever, like just be a Pollyanna, stick your head in the sand kind of thing. Well, right. then I'm out. But like the people who claim to care about it a lot do these trifling little things. Like, nope, every, every everybody's willing to trim a little fat. Yeah, to, but that's what I'm saying. Like, to to, to reduce the their carbon thing. footprint, but nobody's willing to cut any meat. No, and no. so shut up about the, your the, the littlest thing. Yeah, it's that's what I was saying before. Yeah, d- People want to find. Yeah. Tell me one thing that you do in your life where you're like, "Fuck, I'd really like to do X, but I gotta do Y because it makes a substantial." Yeah. Not, not. Oh, I remembered to bring my fucking bag in my trunk. For the grocery store, right. which is what everybody does in LA, and they feel so virtuous. The, about oh yeah, they're it. so. I mean. God, they're saving the environment. You know what I was thinking about as we're talking about all this? Like taking care of your own like personal environment, like your body. Think about all the stuff we do to our bodies in our lifetime. Like as a woman, without being too gross, I've never researched the ingredients or what's in any tampon that I've put inside my pussy hole. Never. I'm just like, open it up, jam it right in there. The, the product is just touching my vaginal walls and I've never even thought once to go, hey, what's in this? But I'll read through, I will like sit with glasses and read on the cereal aisle what ingredients are in the cereal box. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm worried about that box, but not my own. (laughs) There's probably a, there might be a bit there. I'm not even trying a bit, but I'm just saying like, I have. Yeah, don't bit. It's too early. No bidding before noon here. Years. Is it more than cotton? Probably. It's got to be more than cotton. No. What in, what in our society besides like Whole Foods have just a single ingredient in it? Nothing. There's got to be. It's got to be soaked in something. Well, it's dyed for sure. Oh. Oh. Yeah. My poor pussy hole. I'm gonna. It's so weird now because it's. You know, I'm that guy now where it's not like it's not a hypothetical thing. Now I have. A pussy hole. I have a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do. Fucking wiping. <laughs> Like cleaning up for diapers is a whole new ball game. Is that the first time you've ever cleaned a vagina? Yeah. Why did you have to think about that? 
was going to make a horrible <laughs> joke, but it's going to say something terrible. But no, why did you hold back? This is your show. Because I was going to make a horrible cleaning vagina joke with my five week old daughter as the punchline. Come on, I don't want to. No, no, I don't want to. Okay. Do it. Um, no, I've never. Certainly not feces. Girl feces. Well, I've never washed guy feces out of a vagina. Either. <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful the way you wipe because you get the poop in there, and there's a whole disaster. Yeah, you the... can't get poop in the pee hole. Right. So the nurse told me the night nurse told me that night one at Cedar Sinai, and I, I, I assume this is more of an issue with babies. Is this something adult women need to worry about? Oh as well? yeah, really. Sometimes, like, look, mm-hmm. if you go number two. Mm-hmm. And number one, I, I'll never forget this moment. You just reminded me of this moment in, in elementary school or junior high. We had It was a low budget, so we had our gym teacher sub, subbing in for our health sex ed class. Oh, yeah. I had one of those, too. So Mr. Williams came in. I literally just had like soccer with him the, the, the period before. And then I'm in health class, and, and our health teacher wasn't there. And he goes, all right, kids, I'm going to tell you how to properly wipe your vaginas. And he was like, front to back. And I was like... What is happening right now? Why is Mr. William... I literally was just sweating playing soccer and I was telling me how to wipe my pussy hole. He doesn't even have a vagina. I don't know if this guy even has any kids. But I thought about that because... And they told the boys too? Well, yeah. I mean, not the boys have vaginas, but you guys just shake it and it dries. Like you just, you know, you just chicken head it. You just grab it and you just wiggle it and it air dries. You don't have to worry about stuff. Do you pat your penis? No. Do you ever pat it like when it's done a good job? (laughs) No, I don't do that either. I'm getting to the leaky age though. God, another title option. <laughs> but I have a couple times wiped and been like, row, danger zone. Uh-huh. Might need to sit in a tub of turmeric after this potty break. Have there ever been? I don't want to know. What? No. Have there ever been repercussions? So it's no, I'm good. Okay. I I am so fortunate. Knock on HP. I'm so vor- fortunate. My v- vagina has been really good. No diseases. No babies yet. No issues. Yeah. Good. A couple, you know, moments where you're like, oh, okay, I think I contracted something terrible. Then you're like, nope. You didn't? Just bad cotton. You never had a thing? Never really, no. You got a non- little thing. Oh, I did have one thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. cannot tell your listeners what the one thing was. It's so bad. No, you don't need to tell anybody you, yeah. had, you had chlamydia. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> was not there. Uh, okay. Something was up there for a while. That's all I'll say. Let's, okay. well, let's go back to politics. Okay. <laughs> So Beirut, anything happened to her? <laughs> I left a slice of shawarma <laughs> up there. <laughs> Listen, having a vagina is a great responsibility. Yeah, it seems like With it. With great power comes great responsibility. V- vagina might be the most powerful muscle in all of existence. Well, there's definitely the theory out there that one of the major reasons why women are, if if it is indeed true uh, that women are more responsible than than men is because they have like and more mature than men is because they have something to be responsible for and to be mature about yeah way before any, any we do does. like on a physiological level and on just like a uh evolutionary level we take in our our bodies are meant to take in and so when you're responsible like you said for taking in a penis or taking in a child you're at a young age, you're figuring stuff out. We're always, we're, we're problem solvers. We right. have to be. Yeah. Because if there's a problem that arises, our first concern is what's inside of us, whether it be a tampon, a dick, or a baby. So it was a Science. Tampon? You're welcome. It's my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about, I always get to the good stuff with five minutes Oh left. my God, have we already been talking that long? I love talking to you, Tully. You're really I, I good. I know. I enjoy our yeah. banter. Yeah, I do this too. This is fun. I wish, we could, I wish we could go along. We'll do this again soon. I don't, I don't want to do... Is there something else we can talk about? Because I have this whole thing that I want to do, but I always do this where it's like an hour's worth of stuff, and then I got five minutes, but then what? I did it, so I can't do... I was going to talk to you about, um, about women's magazines. Yeah, please. Do you, do you read... It's funny you should say that. Um, well, technically, I guess I would consider it a woman's magazine. I bought one for the first time yesterday in a long time because I don't buy them anymore. Uh, it was like OK Magazine, one of those trash mags that they have on the aisle at the like, you know, impulsory buys near the checkout at the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, with the tabloids. Yeah, with all that. Yeah, so I bought one of those. But it's English, or at least it was. Maybe they make it okay. a U.S. version. Maybe now. it is, or maybe it was like People or something. One of those magazines. You know, it was like Brad's gonna choke Angelina out and I was like ooh I need to find out what's going on in the Brangelina drama. Nobody knows but Nobody this knows. magazine at the supermarket. Yeah it's like Kylie Jenner. Her lips or no lips. Are they hers? It's like I can't go to sleep without finding out but I don't I don't read them anymore like I did for so long it was like one of my favorite things to read but god it's toxic. 
It's and it's also that's kind of what I want to get at. Go ahead. I just remember at a young age, it's it's almost a staple um, literature item that a young girl has, especially from my generation. Yeah, and and it influences and almost develops your mentality about sexuality, about mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. about how you should about your essence and your image, you know, like what your true essence is, is who you are. And your image is something that's affected by these magazines. And I think your essence gets lost in the pursuit of an image that is so fundamentally arbitrary and has nothing to do with who you are as a person and in in tune can ruin your true self. Okay. Let me ask you about that. Just to say, just because there's, I think there's a little bit of a chicken egg thing. I think it's, easy and convenient and trite to say that there is this um, profit-driven media and government machine that has an agenda for us that forms us into things that are wildly different from what we would naturally have been and wildly worse things. And I tend to think that, um, maybe to an excessive degree, that in capitalism, People just give people what they want. Yeah, I and mean, it's, and, yeah. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Whoppers isn't what you should have, but Whoppers is what you want, so they're gonna make bulk Whoppers. So okay, like, cause, um, I had an older sister, so I remember sixteen magazine, seventeen magazine, yep. shit like that being around. I actually, had a Tiger Beat. Oh my god! My sister had it all over the walls. I had it all. I have a poster of Stamos above my bed that I kissed so much I wore a hole in his face. That's cute. <laughs> I it probably is. shouldn't have said that. Now I'm never going to meet him, huh? I think he already knew that about you. <laughs> but like in the 80s, right? Yeah. So my parents didn't have... My parents are, were old. My dad was 40 when I was born. So they wow. were... Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they really didn't want to have the talk. But I give them a lot of credit because what they did do is they bought a, um, a blue book and a maroon book called right. The Growing Up Book for Boys and The Growing Up Book for Girls. <laughs> gave them to one each to me and my sister. <laughs> gender appropriate. It's so 80s. And they go, just check this out. Let us know if you have any questions. And then like two months later, three months later, my dad was just like, did you ever look at that? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you good? I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was it. that was the talk. And that was the talk. Wow. That's but pretty, you know that's, what? That's, that's impressive. Do you know what? I acted like it was like, come on, I know everything. I don't need this. But not front to back. At one point or another, I read every single part of you the You did. Book. I really did. Okay. So that's cool. But like, so my mom wasn't going to, you know have that do you ever have that not so fresh feeling talk with my sister walking on the beach right and the internet wasn't <laughs> around then and you're gonna get okay intel from your friends maybe one of them is an older sister maybe you have an older cousin drunk aunt yeah I feel right that's right I feel like these <laughs> magazines did kind of play a role in were they telling girls like if you don't wear the right lipstick he's gonna hate you like they did but was that because that was really useful information that you needed to get the things that you actually really wanted from life? Or was that telling you to be something that you weren't already? I think it's a combination of both. Like, to touch on the point you made about, you know, the Whopper thing, like, companies develop products based on supply and demand. And I think essentially everything that exists in culture right now is just because people want it. Yeah. You know? And so there is that chicken and the egg thing. Can but- you make people want to buy stuff on Moss that they had no interest in before? Wouldn't it be so much yeah. easier to just make shit that preys on right. maybe their worst instincts, but they are instincts? And that's exactly what it is. I, th- I really think it's it's products that are based off of our instincts and our insecurity. Right. You know, fear and like hunger are the two things that are like the root of marketing in, in any product. Mm-hmm. Being afraid and starving. Yeah. That's you know, why you have French fries at Jurassic exact, World. A hundred percent. Just feeding your two most basic. <laughs> you really are. And starving on, I don't mean just on a, a nutritional level. I mean starving for money, starving for love, starving for whatever it is. You know, just, And that can fall in under the fear umbrella. But essentially, like those magazines just play off of women's fears and insecurity. Our fears of not being pretty enough. Our insecurity of not being loved. And those products are built around that idea. And so when you're a young girl, you know, I'm not saying like these magazines are the reasons why we've got a, you know, a, the Kardashian generation, but it kind of is, you know, it kind of, it plays into it. There is sort of, you know, there's an exchange of things going on. There's a multitude of things going on. Like, you know, we are that way. So essentially these magazines are just going to happen regardless. But I remember being young and being like, I have to look like this. 
I Do you remember literally thinking yes, that I don't look I like do. that and there will be something wrong with me until yeah. I look like Molly Ringwald? Yeah, I remember kind of obsessing over it as a young girl. And I think, you know, it, it also was more of a, a generational thing because, like you said, we didn't have internet or media or, or social media or anything else to sort of provide these other, other influences where you can see other girls and talk to other girls who are more like you. Yeah, you, you just, the internet's really great and really bad at the same time for yeah. the exact same thing, which is like weirdos used to think there was something wrong with them, yep. and now there's strength in numbers for every different stripe of right. weirdo. Right? Yeah, it's, even whatever it's kind strange. of weirdo geek I am. You well, we we all know. <laughs> we know. Yeah, we we know. Everybody knows. You don't know any. <laughs> you probably know. So, okay, last question because we got to wrap it up. If you had to gaze into your crystal ball, I'm raising a girl. She's zero years old. When she, 15 years from now, we are going through a period of tremendous social upheaval, Oof. almost just about unprecedented, other than like the 60s, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it in, is. It's like the 60s with technology. In, in, in U.S. culture, like things change, and then what was essential and real um, and unavoidable to begin with persists, and the temporary ephemeral shit comes and goes. Is my 15-year-old daughter very, if she's a typical girl, is she likely to, is Seventeen Magazine going to be pretty much the exact same magazine, what your toenail color says about your vagina or something, like, and, and responding to that? Or is she going to look at a 15-year-old or a 30-year-old Seventeen Magazine that you might have had and been like, who the fuck read this? I think it's going to be the latter. I think it's going to be well, I've never that. been clear on latter or former. <laughs> The last thing you said. <laughs> who the I, fuck? I think I think it's going to yeah. be her being like, well, who the fuck read this? But this is me knowing you, how I know you, and seeing the type of person you are. Well, because- I'm assuming I'm saying if she's a t- if she's a typical girl, no, my girl's going to turn out yeah. just fine. No, she's going to be fine. No yeah. problem. <laughs> None whatsoever. That's the great thing about she's her life. She's going to be is- perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the main we'll be thing- friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> The two main things that I would uh, instill is a, a, a an urgency and a desire to learn and to figure out what she's really good at and sure. to harness the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And very quickly, number two. Make sure you do some research on your tampons because you got to keep your pussy hole fresh. Jessie May, <laughs> J-E-S-S-I-M-A-E dot com at Jessie May Peluso on social media. Yeah. And my Sharp Tongue podcast. Check it out. Let's do this again soon. I love you. Oh, I love you too. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.